Hi, listeners. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored by The Draw Shop, and we've got something exciting for you. Let me ask you something. Have you ever been asked what you do? We all get asked this, right? Have you then answered and then got the response of totally glazed over eyes or just the look of someone politely smiling but definitely not caring? It sucks. I know. I've totally been there on both sides, actually. That's why my team and I at The Draw Shop now offer a service to help you perfect your elevator pitch so that people immediately understand how you can make their life better and so that you can use this anywhere in your marketing. It's the single statement that compels your prospects to take action right away. Here's what happens. You meet with an expert copywriter on our team to define the problem you solve, how you solve it, and the transformation your customers experience after working with you. From there, we'll turn that into a short and sweet elevator pitch just for you and create a compelling one-page visual story to help the world better understand your business and how you can help them. For a special limited time offer, we are offering you this service for one-third the usual price, valued at $1,500. Yep, 70% off. Again, this will only be available for a limited time, and we've already seen incredible results with our clients changing this one single statement. So to get your word perfect pitch today, head to www.thedrawshop.com forward slash elevator pitch now. That's www.thedrawshop.com forward slash elevator pitch. Okay, let's get into today's episode. And so many women come to me burned out thinking there's a problem with their business model and they actually have a boundary problem. And they're saying yes to too many things or they, where they're trying to grow to, they need greater boundaries and they're operating in a $5 million plan with the boundaries of a $500,000 plan. Hello, Backstage Business listeners, and welcome to another episode. Today, I am, I'm like, I'm getting kind of selfish and and asking questions that I want to know, but I have a funny feeling that it's going to be intriguing for you as well, and the answers will be something you want to hear. I'm talking to Lisa Fabrega today, who is an amazing leader and, and coach she helps she helps women and men i think she primarily works with women to expand their capacity to handle more growth wealth and success it applies no matter whether you're female male or whatever this applies to you i promise you for more than 10 years she's helped entrepreneurs corporate executives academy award nominees nobel prize organization candidates she's helped them all break through boundaries that have been holding them back from their next level. And I would guarantee that most of us have had those thoughts of there is a next level, but maybe we're kind of closed off to what that is, or maybe we do see it, but we're just not reaching it. Or we even reach those levels. And then when it comes, we're either overwhelmed or we're just not handling it the way that it needs to be handled. And we don't know why. She has this signature approach that enables her clients to reach their highest levels of success and impact. And she's she's done a lot of keynotes for amazing events. She's appeared on tons of podcasts. She's been featured on CNN, on Yahoo News, Huffington Post. She's she's incredible. And 
I'm so excited for you to listen to this. I'm always excited for you guys to listen to to episodes, but I, I just have to tell you why with each one because there's so many really great takeaways and nuggets that I, in particular, got with this episode. And it's really about learning how to see what your obstacles are and not just know that they're obstacles, but understand why and have the clarity of why they're there. And then what are you going to do about it next? That's, I mean, that's the ultimate that we want, right? And this is really for, we talk about professional lives, but this is also pertains to your personal lives as well. And there's just so many things that I walked away with in this. And I, I'm going to go through her program just because I, I want to to figure out, you know, what are the things that are holding me back in in certain areas of of my life? You know, where what are certain things that I'm I'm at capacity with and I am just not doing as as well as I could be? There's a reason for it. And I think that we all have this. And there's so many great examples. I want to kind of just like tell you all of them, but that would be pointless because she goes through it all in a very beautiful, magnificent way in the episode. So have a listen. You don't need to take notes. Everything is in the show notes, but it's something that you might want to listen to again and go through it again. But if you are wanting more, we'll tell you all about how to get more and learn more with Lisa. She's incredible. And I know you're going to enjoy this. All right. Enjoy. Hi, Lisa. Hi. I am so excited you're here with me today. And I feel like our listeners are going to get to have this like secret listen into my wanting to ask you all of these questions and selfishly get the answers for myself. So (laughs) love it. Those are the best kinds of conversations. They are right. Those are the ones I enjoy the most. So before we do that, Tell me how you got into this and what was your journey leading up to being this amazing leadership coach that you are today? Well, it's definitely a journey. I started my business officially back in 2010. I had kind of done it before then, but officially 2010. And I would like my first year I did really well and it just kept doubling every year after I really hustled hard. And then come 2015, and when I started, I was like, I was working with people on their nutrition and their sort of emotional eating. And then I noticed that my clients weren't really talking to me about food ever at a certain point. And we were talking about their careers and how they felt and how they were relating to the world and how they were seeing themselves and what they were capable of. So it kind of grew. And in 2015, I decided that I was... To backtrack, in 2014, my business got so busy, and it was the first time I hit multiple six figures. And it got so busy that we had like wait lists for our wait lists. It was insane. Yeah. Wow. It's like emails every day with like at least five people who wanted to work with me. It was it was insane. And I did not have the support I needed at that time, team wise, and I just didn't have the capacity to handle that growth so quickly. And so what I thought would solve my problem is like re-looking at my business model because I thought my business model was the reason I was so burned out. 
And I like hired this very expensive funnel team and decided that my one-on-one coaching was going to go away, even though my one-on-one coaching had been like the jewel of my business for years. And I actually liked it, but because I didn't have capacity at that time, I just thought the problem was something else. Yeah. And long story short, I tanked my business in 2015. (laughs) I went $100,000 into debt trying to make this $97 funnel work, which made no, like when I look back at it now, I'm like, how did you think that was a good idea? Like you had always been high ticket or like medium range and up with your pricing. And I don't know what possessed you to think that suddenly $97 products were going to work for you. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Like there are some people who do really like it just aligns with their energy and it works really well for their community to have products at that price range. But that was just never my, my vibe. And so long story short, that year was so stressful and it taught me so much about myself and it made me realize that I had been really over relying on strategizing and strategies and thinking that strategies were going to be the thing that was always going to save me. And I realized that year that it wasn't strategy at all, that it was capacity that I needed. Mm. It was capacity to hold, handle, and receive all that I said I wanted. Because it's one thing to say you want it and to create the strategy for it. But when you get it, can you handle it? Yeah. And I couldn't. I couldn't handle it as well as I thought I could. It was in my blind spot, which I think it is for many business owners. And because we focus on strategies and we hire the experts to help us with the strategic part of our business and our growth plans, but we rarely think about what happens emotionally, internally, what happens structurally as our business grows. Do we have the right teams? Do we have the right foundations, our boundaries? What about our fears about being seen? What about our money fears? What about, are we aligned with our purpose? Those are all things that we tend to kind of leave for the wayside and think I'll work on that later. And then we hit a plateau or something smacks us in the face and we end up having to work on it under distress, which I would rather people not have to work on it under distress. Exactly. (laughs) And I, I think people are in that, you know, at the time that we're recording this right now, this is something that people are going through. We're in the middle of a pandemic and people are having to deal with these things and it's either, you know, they're completely, they're, they're stressed or it's been this pause of like, holy cow, this is not going the way I wanted it to go. And I'm really having to think about it now. Right. Exactly. So, so yeah, that was my journey. And it was at that, during that year that I realized, wow, there's a whole other side to business success that I've never thought of. And And I realized I had kind of been working on this with my clients the whole time. I just hadn't called it capacity yet. And from there, I kind of pivoted. And then the next year, I went back to one-on-one coaching. And I realized that I really loved one-on-one coaching. And, you know, there was a lot of people kind of turning their nose up at it and going like, oh, it's so passe, you're doing one-on-one coaching. And now I'm like, different things work for different people. And there's no such thing as passe. And I love my one-on-one clients and they are, they pay me very handsomely to help them. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I don't, you know, I, I do have group programs now as well, but I just learned a lot about if, if I really want to make these millions, if I really want to impact this many people, what are the systems I have internally in place to help? And, and it changed, it changed how I talk about what I do. I started focusing more exclusively on that with my clients 
And that is what led to where we are today. So awesome. I, I love this so much for so many reasons. And I know that we're about to get into some other stuff that I'm I'm so intrigued by. One question in hearing your story is like, how did you, what were there, was it like this big epiphany or like, how did you actually make those, those changes and really realize this is what I need to be doing? And this is how like, and then how did you then know what you needed to do in order to reach that? Yeah. So actually I did some of my own work that I do with my clients on myself is how I knew because I had systems and things that I use with clients at work. So I, I had kind of identified that most of the women and men, I work with men too. Most of the people that I work with, they tend to have, they tend to struggle in six main areas. And those are in money, visibility, purpose, embodiment, which is what I call your emotional capacity, mm-hmm. structures, and boundaries. That Those are the six areas where I find most entrepreneurs who are growth oriented struggle in at some point. And you know, when you are doing really well and then suddenly you hit a plateau and you're trying like every strategy possible to make it work and nothing is working and you're like, what the heck is going on? Why aren't strategies working? Or like, why isn't this selling like it used to? Or why can't I replicate the revenue I had last year or supersede it? All of those things are almost always capacity issues. And so because I knew I failed gloriously at strategy and I had tried literally every freaking strategy I could think of. And I still ended up hundred thousand in debt that year. I thought I've got to look deeper. And I started looking at my own work and thinking, well, when my clients have issues like this, what do I help them do? What do I help them see? What do I tell them? And I started realizing like, oh, I got to do some of my own work. (laughs) (laughs) I got to do what my clients are doing on a deeper level now. Like I, I, I'd done it obviously because I teach what I practice, but you know, new levels require new levels of capacity. And, right. and so I kind of went through and I said, you know, what's real for me here? It, am I really in alignment? Is this offering that I just went $100,000 into debt for actually aligned with my purpose? And I was like, no, you know, I realized I'm always been kind of high ticket, middle to high price, price range. That's kind of my archetype. It works for me. Why, what was I thinking trying to sell this cheap thing, you know? And then I went into, okay, what was going on with me money-wise? And I discovered some beliefs that like, I never thought I could be like other people who would make, you know, millions off a $97 product. There was a very deep rooted belief in there. And so I kind of just started digging because for me, 2016 was just like licking my wounds and recovering from the trauma right? 2015. And when you do that, which I think is a great opportunity that we all have right now during this pandemic is to kind of go within and go, what's what's not working for me anymore. And that's what I did in 2016. And little by little, I started uncovering all these weird beliefs and and things that I had that I didn't even know I had because I was so busy growing the business up until that point. And you know, it's so, it's so much easier to look at somebody else and see what that limiting belief is or what it is that's blocking them And it's so hard to see that in ourselves. And I know that because I can look at somebody and just say, oh my gosh, you're struggling here. And I see all of this potential. I see all these possibilities. And I think sometimes we, for ourselves, it's hard to see what's possible. And I know, you know, I can look back and go, gosh, had I, you know, I'm so glad I broke through that ceiling so I could see what's possible. But then sometimes then there's another ceiling that comes up and I would love, you know, you know, what are, what are like a couple of things that we can do to break through that and to shift that perspective and think differently? Yeah. 
So I think that one thing that really helps is to understand that we never like to just assume that you are not seeing yourself as amazing as you are to just assume that and to assume that there are parts of you that don't see how capable you are of achieving what you want to achieve. And that's just part of living in the world. We've kind of, you know, the world has a lot of negative things and it has a lot of wonderful things in it too, but the negative parts of the world kind of affect our self-esteem and kind of make us think like, who am I to do this? And how am I worthy to be able to do this? And, and who am I to, to have a voice in all of this? And we have these, these fears and these beliefs that come up for us. So just assume, even if you're successful and doing really well, that one of these things is going to come bite you in the booty at some point <laughs> if you're not working on it. Because that's the thing that I love about business is there's many transformational paths. There's relationship can be transformational. Having children can be transformational mm-hmm. for your growth. Having your own business is a huge transformation in terms of personal growth. At least that's the way it's been for me. My, my business has been my personal growth transformation partner all these years. And it shows me and it mirrors back to me all the places I need to work, the places where I'm weak. If I get a client that's like a nightmare in a certain way, it's usually a reflection of some some kind of pattern or dynamic with an old family member that it's unhealthy that I need to release. Like all of these things happen throughout the course of the years that I've done my business. And so start there. It's just assuming that there are things under the surface that will show up in different ways in your business, whether you're attracting weird clients who are rude or not great clients, or you're having problems with team members who aren't doing their work, or you're getting really triggered by certain comments that people make on your blog or on your social media profile, or you, every time a launch doesn't go exactly how you want, it makes you like go into severe stress and a meltdown. Like all those are reflections of areas where you need to work. And then one of the things that I, that I suggest always is to do an asset, what I call a capacity assessment. And I like that. Yeah. And it's those six areas that I mentioned earlier. And what I do is I, and I do this with all my clients when I first have a call with them. I do a I, like it's called a capacity assessment call. <laughs> and I love I, that. Yeah, I look I so I'll go through it with you just like I do with them on the on the phone. Oh, that would be so great. And by the way, will these these six that you're talking about will have noted in the show notes in case anybody's trying to <laughs> scribble down. <laughs> so money capacity is the first one. And money capacity. So what I want you to do as you're listening is you're going to notice that your body itself goes, Oh, yep. That's mine. That's one I have. I need to work on, or I have a problem with that. So just notice those signals that come up in your body, not just in your mind, but in your body too, mm-hmm. that like knee jerk reaction, because it's telling you something. And what I want you to do is to rate yourself. Like what are your top three that you need to work on based on the, what I'm going to talk to you about. And it'll tell you like the order you need to go in. So number one is money capacity and money capacity is your ability to continuously earn, save, and invest more and more money every year. So we might have issues with our money capacity if we keep hitting a plateau, if we can't supersede a certain level of income, if we're embarrassed to raise our prices, if we keep getting people telling us they can't afford us and we're like, why are so many people telling me this? Mm -hmm. All of those things are money capacity issue indicators. Number two, visibility capacity. And this is usually a pretty big one for most people. And it's you're allowing yourself to be fully seen. So are there parts of you that you hide in your messaging, in your brand, in your work with people? Are who you are being on the outside, is that is that a really a reflection of who you are on the inside? Meaning, 
you know, if you cuss a lot, do you not cuss in your marketing so that you're, and then your clients come in and then you're like holding back on cussing when you're talking to your clients because you're afraid you're going to offend them or, right. you know, I had a client who was an intuitive and when she finally showed her, she had held, held back that she was an intuitive all those years and was doing like straight strategic work with people's businesses. And when she added the intuition piece and allowed it to be seen, she like doubled her income that year. So yeah. those are all visibility capacity issues. Then we have purpose capacity. Purpose capacity, I call it inside out alignment, meaning have you built a business that is truly reflective of who you are on the inside and what your mission is? Because I've met a lot, I've had a lot of very successful women who like were super financially successful with a brand come to me behind the scenes and go, I hate my business. (gasps) I am so unfulfilled. It is not who I am. It makes a lot of money and it doesn't work for me. And I need to sell my half of my business to my partner or whatever and start something new because it's killing me to not really be myself. Or people who aren't successful and who keep trying different types of businesses because some business coach told them that's what would make money. And they've never actually been given the space to go, well, what is my gift? And what kind of a business do I want to build that's in alignment with who I am inside? Are those two things matched up? That's purpose capacity. Then we have embodiment capacity. And this is one of my favorites because this is our emotional capacity to handle the pressures and the stresses and even the haters that come along as we become more visible. So like I said before, does a launch send you into a complete meltdown if it doesn't go your way? Are team members quitting on you because you're so stressed out that you end up yelling and taking it out on them? Are you getting troll comments that make you want to shut down and like not post anything for two weeks and it really affects you and really affects your, your health, your emotional health state? All of these things are indicators of needing to work on your embodiment capacity. Do you put your body last and like run your body into the ground health-wise for the sake of your business? That's also an embodiment capacity issue. Structural capacity is the next one. I like to describe structural capacity as the foundations in your business and your life that support you to go higher. And so a lot of people do this thing where they kind of just like, Build, I call it building a house on a foundation of cardboard. Mm. Don't have the proper support. So let's say I want to go to $5 million next year. I everybody starts planning for making $5 million, but a lot of people don't think, what kind of help do I need at home to make $5 million next year? No, yeah. What kind of team do I need? Does the team that I currently have, are they able? to reach the $5 million threshold? Or do I need to start firing some people and replacing some people? Or do I need to start lifting my team members up to show up at that level, right? You're so great. (laughs) Yeah. So all of those things are like the foundations. And, And when I say personal foundations at your home, I mean, like, do you have a cleaning lady? Do you need a cleaning lady? And if you have a cleaning lady, one thing that I used to do is I'd have my cleaning lady do, she would do my laundry for me, which was very helpful because laundry takes hours, you know, in a week. And I would tell her, don't put the clothes away. I'll put them away because I felt bad. But then I realized every time she leaves, I'm spending an hour putting clothes You're away. having more. Yes, totally. Right. <laughs> I'm like, why am I doing that? She's totally happy to put her. She offered like several times. And so these are these little ways that we kind of don't set up the right structures for ourselves. Are we telling our partners like, Hey, when I'm from this hour to this hour, 
you can't call me. Like, I'm not going to answer the phone because I'm working, you know, or, hey, kids, you can't just barge into my office in the middle of a conference call, you know? So all those things are structural capacity issues and, or feeling like you don't know how to organize your calendar or like it's all over the place. All those things are structural capacity issues. And then finally, we have boundary capacity. And what I like to talk about when it comes to boundaries is that boundaries are not just with others, they're with yourself. And not only are they just with yourself, they're not just walls either. They are specific requests that we make to the universe, where we let people around us, the universe, whatever you want to call us, call it, know what we are and aren't available for. And so many women come to me burned out thinking there's a problem with their business model, and they actually have a boundary problem. And they're saying yes to too many things, or they, where they're trying to grow to, they need greater boundaries, and they're operating in a $5 million plan with the boundaries of a $500,000 plan. Does that make sense? Wow. Yeah. And that's really powerful to, to think about. Yeah. Like really powerful because just in every single thing that you're saying and the things that we say that we want and where we want to get, and yet we're so out of alignment and not really, you know, understanding why am I not getting this? Well, just, these are just such powerful questions to, to ask yourself too. Yeah. I think but go on, go on. <laughs> I'm just loving it. I think what you're saying is so spot on because, and these are also things that we don't get taught to ask ourselves. Yeah. Like I wasn't taught this. Like I was taught hustle, do your strategy, put your business out there, market. And I did all that stuff, but nobody was like, hold up. <laughs> How are you doing in these areas? Because mm-hmm. you need all these areas to succeed, like really succeed, not just make money. Cause you can make a lot of money and be miserable. And, and not just like short term, because I have, I know people, I have friends who in the first two years of their business made seven figures and completely crashed. And the businesses are dissolved and bankrupt now because wow. they didn't have the capacity to be in the mindset and the, the energetic space of what, who you need to be to hold a million dollar business. Right. You know? And so, so yeah, I love what you said, because it's really something we don't, People don't sit us down and ask us to ask ourselves. And these are the things I had to ask myself. No, it's so true. It's just like here, you know, here's, they're thinking about like when you said earlier about, you know, I'm going to have a $5 million business. Well, what needs to be in place? What is that structure for that? Most people are going, what's it going to look like? Which is great. Visualization is great, but what's it going to look like? How am I going to spend that $5 million? What's, you know, thinking of all these other things instead of really going, okay, what needs to be in place? And let's put those things in place so that we can support that, that goal. Right. Or they're thinking like, oh, it would be, it's like an ego thing, which listen, I'm not saying that in a negative way. We need our egos. Like our egos are essential for us to be human. Right. Right. But like, it's an ego thing. It's like, oh yeah, it'd be cool to make $5 million. But have you actually thought about what you do to make that? And, and, you know, do you really need a $5 million business for you? I don't know. Maybe you need a 20 million for all I know. Right. But right. Right. What? And and then some people want to make that, but then their ego is afraid that it means, so they're already burned out and they're already working so hard and already so overwhelmed because there's some capacity issues going on that they block subconsciously making more money because some part of their ego thinks that it means they're going to have to triple their work and they're already at limit. 
Totally. You know, okay, so we're kind of getting into something that I want to ask just for myself. And you you do work with, I know you work with men and women, you work with a lot of women. And I feel like this is something that occurs with, with a lot of women, especially business owners, moms, wives. And that is, you know, going to, this probably falls under the boundaries is guilt. So it's going, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to make a conscious decision here to block out my time and make sure I'm only working on this thing in this amount of time. And then there's guilt, you know, there's guilt with, of, oh, I didn't answer your call when you called me, or I had to say no to you. And this, you know, potential opportunity. It's like, I don't want to say no to that. I also don't want you to think that I'm not getting back to you. You know, it's like these, it's like this feeling of obligation. So when you started talking about boundaries, not just about, you know, our boundaries with other people, but boundaries for ourselves, that just like totally hit home for me. Because even though I, it's something I really work hard at is to, is to have that. There's still that little bit of, you know, guilt, that I should be saying yes or oh no, I'm gonna accept somebody because I had to say no. Yeah. So I love this question because I think one of the biggest things we have to come to accept as we grow is that we are just, we have to accept that we're gonna disappoint people. Yeah. And I think <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> it's hard, but I think just accepting it, like it just makes the guilt less because right. the guilt comes when you're trying to control somebody else's reaction an experience of your no, and you can't control that. And, and honestly, just to be completely real, I've had people as I've grown my business who are literally waiting for me to mess up and, and offend them. And it's like, they were waiting, like they had an issue with me before and now they were waiting for the right. So it's like, if I'm defining my decisions and the way I be in the world based off people who are just determined to see me as a bad person anyway, that's not, that's kind of like being in a jail. That's not, there's not much freedom there. Totally. So part of it is just accepting that we're going to disappoint people. But I think there's also, I'm reminded of a really awesome story that Oprah told that my, one of my mentors reminded me of a few months ago, she was talking about boundaries. And I look at Oprah as the ultimate capacity person, because I mean, you really got to have capacity to hold, handle, and receive what Oprah does on a daily basis. Right. And I live like five minutes away from her. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm by her house all the time. <laughs> She's an inspiration to me. And she said, you know, people are, can you imagine how many people are asking Oprah for things? Oh my gosh. Right. And so she's like, people ask me for things all the time. And I check in to make sure it feels aligned to me. And if it doesn't, I have to say no. Right. Because she has a limited amount of time in the day. And, you know, if she wants to be successful and keep impacting people with her mission and keep spending time with her loved ones, I mean, she's got to have some time. And if you become a martyr of everybody by saying, yes, your business is not going to last because you're going to burn out. You are going to be totally consumed by other people's agendas and like have no sense of self at a certain point. So she will tell people no. And she said, I observe how they react when I say no. So she'll say no. And if somebody pushes back a first time, she'll be like, okay, yeah, but no. And if they push back a second time, she said, I know they don't care about me at all. And they only care about themselves. Oh my gosh. That's so, that's so powerful because 
It's just so powerful on so many levels because in in all in in and this is you know whether it is related to business or or personal that does happen. I mean, people will keep pushing, and to think of it that way, it's such a I hadn't thought about it that way, and I love that. I hadn't either, and when she said that, I was like, oh, right. So that tells you who's actually they're like those people that push back a second time on Oprah, their motivations are selfish. Their motivations are only for what they can get out of her versus actually being in real collaboration mm-hmm. and actually caring about what Oprah needs too. So they're right there. You don't need to feel guilty because you've got your answer about how yes. what that thinks about you and how they actually care about you. That's so huge. And also the whole, the way, something that you said about Guilt comes when we can't control their reaction. Yeah. That's such a, that's such a cool, that it, that's so true. I never thought about it either. You're, you're giving me all these like different nuggets that I just love. And then the other thing was the acceptance. And I think in any part, if we look back at any part in our life, you know, even through your journey, when you finally have to accept, okay, I tanked, I tanked, you know, part, probably the hardest part of when things don't go the way that you want them to, the hardest part is is the not accepting of it because you're just kind of like, you know, trying to climb out, trying to climb out. And when you finally accept, it's like all of a sudden you're open. You're it's like this a weight is lifted and you're now open to actually learning of you know what you can do differently and why did this happen at all. And I love that so much because when you said accept that you're going to disappoint, it's so it's it's very refreshing for me to hear because i think a big block and a big fear is that if i reach this potential that i think i might have you know or if i actually achieve all that is possible you're going to undoubtedly it doesn't matter who you are you're going to disappoint people like you said you're going to offend somebody on social media you're going to not you know meet somebody else's needs it, it is just inevitable that that's going to happen. And I just, I think that's so powerful to be like, that's okay. So it's accepting it and, and then really being like, and it's okay. <laughs> it's totally okay. Even Mother Teresa has critics. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. We live in a world with so many different perspectives and people have had different life experiences which color their perspectives and and I'm not saying any of them are necessarily wrong because sometimes I can see a perspective from both sides and, and both are right. So in the end, you have to do what feels right for you. Yes. Because otherwise your life is not your own and your right. business is not your own. Oh my gosh. So, so much, so much power in, in all of this. So once you start, so what happens after, you know, you you go through these different capacities, when does the change happen? Like what needs to happen in order for you to say, okay, now I know what to do in order to have that capacity for these different areas. So I find that, you know, the first most powerful step is just even sitting down and asking yourself what we just did, right? Right. I bet you hardly anybody has ever sat down listening to this and done this. And most people that I work with haven't either, because again, we're not taught to think about this aspect of our businesses. Right. But once we do that, just having the awareness of like, oh, well, my top three were visibility, purpose, and structures. 
well, it's very clear right now that I need to work on my visibility. Just knowing that is like 80% of the work because at least now you have clarity. Yeah. Now you've got to start looking at, well, how is the visibility capacity? Let's say that's my number one, right? Let's say visibility is my number one issue. So now I got to go, how is this showing up for me? Well, number one, I am not being myself on social media. I'm writing like somebody else. I've been holding back on showing up as often as I should on social media to sell my thing because I'm embarrassed about how I look on video or, you know, so for each person, it's so individualized. It'd be hard for me to kind of give a blanket response, but I'd say, how is that showing up for you? And start looking at the ways it's affecting you because it'll, that will tell you where you need to work and what beliefs you need to work on and what shifts and changes you need to make. And, you know, within my programs, I have a program called capacity shift where we actually work on all the capacities And then there are further things that I teach in that program because for each capacity, there are seven keys that unlock more capacity in that area. And it has to do with examining all these different areas of your life and things from your past and things you learned and the kind of people you're attracting. And you have to look at all these different facets to see how they're all feeding into your visibility issue. And very little by little, you are cleaning up all those threads so that the, your capacity for more visibility expands and you feel less afraid of being visible. Uh-huh. So it's very individualized and it's really in depth, which would be hard to cover. <laughs> no, totally. But you have, so you, you mentioned that you have group courses or is it an online course? Like how would somebody who either wants to work with you or take a course, go deeper? How would they do that? Well, I have a variety of things that I do. I have my my sort of cornerstone program that you can start with is the capacity shift program. And in that, like I said, there are 40 something modules on the capacities because each capacity has seven keys that you can use to unlock more capacity in that area. So that's six times seven. Was that 42? Yeah. <laughs> but what I love about that program is that you take a quiz kind of like what we did today, we kind of did a little bit of a quiz and it tells you, okay, this is what you need to go first. So once you're in, you then go to the modules that came up as your weakest in the quiz and start listening to that. And we have group coaching calls because people ask me all the time, like, well, can I just buy a book and read about capacity? And I'm like, yeah, but that's not going to expand your capacity. That's just going to show you where your capacity blind spots are, but you need right. to actually work with somebody and go through the process. And each person is different and has their own pace and timing. So I have women in that program who have been on visibility capacity for six months and do not want to leave visibility capacity yet. Wow. Yep. And then I have some people who, you know, go like listen to one module in visibility capacity and have such a massive breakthrough. They're like, okay, my fear is gone. Moving on to the next one. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Oh my gosh. Everybody's different. You know, and I have a mastermind for business owners who make a certain amount and above. And then I work with people one-on-one. And then I do my little $500 virtual retreats every quarter for people to get a taste of the work. But it's really, it's got to be live because capacity work to me, one of the things that And it also speaks to visibility for those of you listening where you feel like what you do is kind of different and not like what other people are doing. My work has always felt that way to me. 
And there was a time where I made it mean something wrong about how, what I do or that it wasn't cool enough or, you know, it would be, I thought people who were super left-brained would dismiss it and yeah. think it's valuable. And I don't feel that way anymore because what has helped was, is to just say, you know what? My work is different. And that's exactly why you're here because the other stuff has not worked for you. Exactly. So how about you try something different? And so that's something that, that, and, and, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not just saying that it's the way the course is run. Like I don't have month one, we're all working on money capacity. Like capacity doesn't work like that. Right. Right. <laughs> person has a different capacity issue they're working on. And so to force people to go through a structure that doesn't apply to their issue, to me, just seems pointless. So even the program itself is different. And, you know, it requires you to, you know, especially if you're a high achiever, overachiever like me, which is most of my clients, <laughs> used to like, if I do this, I do that, I work my ass off and I get what I want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't bring that to capacity work. That will that will blow up in your face. Totally. You know, and so so yeah, that's that's how I work with people. It's different and all that to say value what you bring because it's unique and it doesn't need to be like everybody else's. Where can they go to to find these all of this that you just mentioned, the course and everything? Yeah, if you go to my website lisafabrigat.com and if you sign up for the newsletter, you immediately get access to an amazing video that's called Why Life Isn't Working Anymore, Three Questions You Must Answer to Realign. And it asks you three really powerful questions to sort of begin the journey of what's going on with your capacity. And then after that, once you've signed up and you've gotten that video, you get a series of videos that walk you through and explain each one of the capacities and how they're showing up for you. Oh, wow. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. Okay. And I, we will definitely have a link to that. Yeah. And I always have like right now I have a $99 class going on a workshop for capacity and crisis. And, and I always have my virtual retreats running as well. I always pick 10 people and we do four hours and it's only $500. And that's also a great way to get a taste of the work. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I love all of this so much. So, so much. Thank you. Lisa, thank you so much for sharing all of this. I've like, my wheels are spinning. I'm definitely going to the newsletter. <laughs> I'm going to sign up. I want to see the videos and all of it. I think this is, I think it's so, so important. Cause like you said, we're usually taught, you know, here are the steps. Here's what you do. Go hustle. And then if you don't win, you're just what happened. And there's so much more to be thinking about. And I just in, just in learning a little bit about your work, and that's why I was so excited to actually get you on here and, and speak with you, just having learned about it, I was like, this, this speaks to me so much. There's so many of these different things that, you know, in, in so many years of, of, you know, being an entrepreneur and having different businesses, I'm like, oh, I think I'm, you know, I'm pretty good and I just keep growing. But you you do, there's certain areas that you get stuck and you don't even realize. It. And so a lot of these things were actually, you know, surprising to me, like, oh my gosh, that that's why, you know, this is happening or that's happening. And here's a real good sign that you're at capacity in this area because of these things. So I just appreciate all of this so much because for me, the biggest gift is, is that clarity and knowing, okay, now I have clarity here. I'm ready. I'm ready to like turn this around. 
Exactly. I feel like just the gift of awareness is about 80 to 90% of the work. <laughs> oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Well, thank you so much. That is lisafabrega.com. That's L-I-S-A-F-A-B-R-E-G-A.com. And we will also have all the links, everything that she spoke about in the show notes. So make sure to check that out. And thank you so much, Lisa, for hanging with me today. Thank you. It was great. Hey guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already done so, would you do me a favor and go subscribe and review this podcast? My goal is to continue to deliver you content that will really move the revenue needle in your business and give you up-to-date content on anything else that can dramatically help your business. You can also find us at thedrawshop.com slash podcast, where you can comment on the podcast or contact us directly with any issues you'd like me to address. Thanks again. I really, really appreciate you listening and I'll see you next time.